Alright, Pancreation Philosophy, back at you, episode 194. I'm your host, Pochello Cruz, and my guest today is... Dr. Kevin Edward Yee. I never nice used doctor. doctor. Nice. I never used doctor. <laughs> I like how you get that, like, doctor. <laughs> doctor. I have, uh, my, my mother-in-law is like a doctor, and then they, she just like drops that in, Do- <laughs> doctor. <laughs> or, uh, I, I was like, I gotta use it, like, yeah, when yeah. I, when I, when I flex, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dr. Kevin doctor. Edward Yee. Um, yeah, so. Okay, what, Welcome. Yes. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, yes. Doctor Kev. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Oh, welcome to the show. Yeah. And yeah, so we, yeah, we train at Temple in Las Vegas together. But I was just curious, like, how did your martial arts journey start? Oh, bro, like, dude, I, I'm Chinese. <laughs> so, so, so if you, you can't tell, I'm like Chinese, dude. Okay. Like, that's my background. All right. And um. Martial arts was always really big. I used to start do kung fu back in like mm-hmm. Chinese school back in okay. day and stuff like that. That's okay. how it started. That's how it started. Okay. And then, have you ever watched the show Dragon Ball before? Yes. yes yeah. I have. Do you remember that like tournament where the, it's like all these? <laughs> yeah, different... the world martial arts. Tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so grilling, you have no nose. <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> so like, uh, I trained like a style of kung fu called uh, hungar, right? Okay. Um, okay. So it's like a southern base like kung fu system Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um if you ever seen those sticky hands or anything like that that's like what i did for years and years and years but they wanted me to enter this like enter a tournament and it was full contact and it was okay yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so i I was in college at the time (laughs) it's pretty funny and and this is like um ufc was probably like four years oh this is like relatively new still Okay, okay and i was like Man, if I go to this tournament, I'm gonna get taken to the ground and get choked yeah. out like uh like the Gracies, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> so yeah. I was so scared, and so I was like, okay, like let's see how I do against this uh this like ground game. I didn't know the difference between jujitsu or wrestling or anything like that. Okay, so I got my buddy. He's actually a jujitsu jitsu blue belt. He's a okay. practitioner, right, in the gi. And I was like, okay, do your best to take me down. Dude, I get taken down. <laughs> I, I you think, still from saying, all right, let's go. Let's see. And dude, there's less than five <laughs> seconds, man. I didn't even last. Like, yeah. And I got choked out in like maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. It was pretty bad, right? Um, but that was that was like the beginning. I was like, oh, man, if okay. I got to prepare for this fight, mm-hmm. I need to start training jiu-jitsu. So I joined a local jiu-jitsu gym out mm-hmm. there. And then... Um, I go to the tournament. Mm-hmm. My coach was like, "You're gonna stand up with this guy." I was like, "Nah, I'm what you jiu-jitsu dog." <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but but yeah, yeah. So first thing I do, I yeah. like I got matched up, and then like I shoot for a double leg, okay. take him down. Um, I forgot he wraps me in his. I'm not sure like how I mounted him, but I mounted him some okay. somewhat. Somehow start, you ended up in the mount. Okay. Yeah, and I start grounding and him, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, this jujitsu stuff is really cool, right?" Yeah. Um, but I was always like an unconventional like practitioner. I used to read "Mastering the Rubber Guard" by Eddie Bravo okay. and stuff like that. I was really inspired by that, and that's how I started. And then when I moved to LA, mm-hmm. had the chance had to train at <laughs> Eddie Bravo's man, and it was life changing for me. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was your introduction. That was, that's yeah. funny, but you you're kind of like that. You did all the kung fu, yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. came. You're like the opposite of a Bangkok ready. You just you just went in like all grab. I, I see this other stuff. I'm just gonna go all grappling, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I mean, yeah. like, so I've done like um 
Uh, I used to train at the yard too, like okay. at uh, Joe Schilling's. Okay. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I'm familiar with Joe Schilling. Yeah, yeah kickboxer. At, yeah, at the yard and stuff yeah. like that. I remember going there and we're doing the warm ups. <laughs> dude, those aren't warm ups, man. I was like puking after that. I was like, dude, this. Wait, the, warm, the workout's still going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, well, we're just warming up. We're not even like hitting pads or yeah. the bag or anything like Yeah. And so I, I can only stand a little bit. And that's I found out that was a grinder gym later okay. like in my career. But yeah. something about jiu-jitsu I just always really loved. I love the grappling aspect and okay. all the nuances and stuff, which we can talk about later too. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, started Kung Fu, but then, yeah, discovered, so discovered jiu-jitsu, yeah. then moved to L.A., got a chance to train. Yeah. At, at Temp Planet, like HQ there. Yeah. I guess, like, how was, how was that experience like for you? Oh, man. I remember uh, I still have my first picture, like, of taking it in front of the banner and okay, stuff like yeah. that. I was like, oh, my God, like, Eddie Bravo is here. And to me, like, at the time, he's like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting about going to Eddie's class, I think the first time I went, I went to advanced class by accident. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing, like, spiral yeah. guard and stuff. I was like, what the heck am I doing? That's, like, my yeah. first, that's, like, I haven't had that much jujitsu. Yeah, so that was day one. Well, that was like day, day one. one. And yeah. he was like, dude, you need to go to beginner <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. And then um, after that, like, uh, uh, like, I don't know. I, I started going to Eddie, like a few of Eddie's classes and stuff. And what's really interesting about him, he's like a... <laughs> it's like in between like a instructional verse and like a comedy show at the same time. <laughs> like I was like dying laughing. So yeah. it was like honestly a dream that... I like I kind of skipped a lot of the story, but I mean I wanted to go to Temp Planet at like 2006 because I'm originally from Boston. There was no Temp Planets out there. Okay, okay. Right. And then in 2013, I finally got to train at at Temp Planet. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was a dream come true, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, so training training there, learning. Did you uh, did you ever get into any other competitions again? Nah, no, dude. And you <laughs> yeah. know what? People are always like, "Dude, you should compete." And I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I, I don't know. I, well, do you, you you compete? Right? I saw I some of your MMA yeah. like uh, fights and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I've competed. Yeah, I competed in MMA and I've competed in striking and I in some grappling competitions, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, for me, I mean, I just enjoy competing. But yeah. I know it's, like, you know, some people love, love training, and that doesn't necessarily mean you need to compete. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, especially with leg locks these days, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, is it worth my ACL being, like, torn off? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. you kind of attached to walking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think, like, even since my Kung Fu days, I've always been really interested in, like, um, just learning things and the dynamic of like sensitivity and stuff and like mm-hmm. reacting to certain things and I just love the art of learning like I find myself like I'm a blue belt right now mm-hmm. and I find myself like being able to learn quicker and quicker and quicker and one of the, my favorite things to do mm-hmm. is to learn something from class and actually hit the hit it that day and stuff like that which is like hit the move of the day and stuff I love doing that God, it's just like not only are you learning the martial art but also having uh, I guess accelerating your art of learning in terms of that yeah Yeah, i think that's the true like everything i do everything from my business to um jujitsu like that's the one core theme like i love like learning things um well how i usually introduce myself i i always say that uh i'm a creator Mm -hmm. i'm an educator Mm -hmm. and i'm a connector 
Okay. Right. You and, don't mention doctor yet. No, I say ex-pharmacist <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> even though technically yeah. I still am licensed, yeah. but yeah. that's how I usually introduce myself. Like, so I do YouTube. I do like I run my sales agency and stuff like that, and I coach. But mm-hmm. like, especially with martial arts, it fulfills all three of those things, right? Okay. And it. that's why I love like jujitsu. But I don't like competing, to be honest with you. Got it. So it's but it's just more about the learning, the discovery, that, and you feel like that kind of uh, I mean coincides with the other projects that you do, other creative things that you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like I just love uh, learning and like sometimes if I get a white if there's a white belt like mm-hmm. coach uh, coach Casey the other day he was like, dude, go with this beginner. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> and I was yeah. just like. You know, some people are, like, especially if you're a competitor, you'd probably be like, oh, fuck, it's a white belt. But, like, for me, I really enjoy breaking it down and, like, knowing the checkpoints, and it actually helps me learn a lot more, too. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost, because you have, because you need to look back at through a beginner's lens of, like, okay, I mean, if I had to take away what I know now, how would I, how would I show this? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the thing, especially if you've, you know, become more, as become more knowledgeable, you kind of forget, like, your starting off point. Yeah, because like, especially like when because when you're in the beginning, you when you know nothing, everything yeah. everything looks difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what's also kind of weird too. Like, so a lot of people would be like, "Dude, I want to be the Gordon Ryan of jujitsu <laughs> and dominate and talk shit and yeah, stuff." Yeah, yeah, Dude, for me, like, it's, this could sound really bad, but yeah. dude, I'm like, dude, I want to be like the John Danaher of like Ten Planet stuff. You know okay, what I mean? Like, okay. that's like who I. I wouldn't say I look up to John Danaher, but like I really like how he's just so wise and he's Got so it. profound, and I really respect him for that. Got it. So you respect pretty much Dan, the way Danaher is able to, uh, I guess, like teach and how you teach that impact. Level of, yes. Uh, yeah. of knowledge. No, I think that's yeah. Because I was listening to like another uh, jujitsu podcast like the other day, and they're talking about Danaher. How if you think about it, just with the amount of instructionals that he's put out and the outreach, he's like one of the most well-known like BJJ coaches like in, in the world. Like yeah. literally, it's like. Um, yeah, and the fact that yeah, just impact wise, it's like if you, I mean, if you listen to some or if you know any like jujitsu knowledge by chance, it's like a large percentage of what you see on social media. It's like from Danaher or like one of Danaher's like students. Yeah, products of that. Yeah, I think what makes Danaher really interesting is that he has these like um, these principles of like jujitsu, which are very simple, simple, but yet mm-hmm. when you dive deeper, they're very very complex. There's a level of nuance and complexity to them, and I don't know. I just think he's like really smart, and uh, I just really respect the way that he breaks down certain frameworks too, as well. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, and let's see. In terms of, so I guess like in terms of learning, and then you're talking about you know an early notion like you like to see things in class and try to implement them. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of like what has helped you in terms of your learning of like okay, how do I take something that I just learned right now and yeah. how do you take that to try to implement it? Like what's helped you in that? Yeah, so like honestly, um uh one of the things <laughs> this sounds really predatory. <laughs> but usually like I know all the white belts like yeah. in the class and um yeah. For example, like I think two weeks ago, we were doing mm-hmm. mounted triangles mm-hmm. and like um, from side control, or yeah. when people turn away from you, going to mounted triangles, right? Mm-hmm. So yesterday, <laughs> I pick out this white belt, right? Yeah. Um, it's probably like maybe three, six months in. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect white belt to train with, in my opinion. I, and I would love to kind of hear your perspective, but yeah. it's like they're not super like sporadic and like 
Wilden, a Wilden, like mm-hmm. Rowdy and stuff like that. But they they've been on the mat where they feel comfortable enough, like doing things. But you can actually hit things on them. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I felt I felt so bad. <laughs> like literally, I would just go into a. I think I locked down him. Mm-hmm. I went into electric chair, swept him, uh, went into side control, set him. <laughs> And just was like mount, doing mounted triangles on him over and over again. I must have hit it like five different, like five times and stuff. Mm-hmm. But going on someone that's like a lot newer and then working it up like yeah. through the food chain has yeah. really, really helped me and stuff too. And also like paying attention to small details. Like mm-hmm. I, I usually watch the coach or instructor, like all the small details, like where are certain positioning and all that and the key like checkpoints that you need to do to hit the move as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think I agree with those levels because there's kind of, you know, because especially when you're taking something like from drilling, which mm. is, you know, fairly, fairly controlled, and then you need to go, and now you're going live, which mm. is, you know, very, very uncontrolled. Mm. It's like, how do you fill that gap? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. But I feel like in terms of, you know, in terms of going live, there are definitely different levels, like, too, like, in terms of, like, who you're going against or yeah. what, 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 their, what their knowledge base is. and. That's the thing. It's like you're still getting like realistic, um, you're still getting like realistic like feedback. Yeah. But it wouldn't be to like to a degree of somebody that more experienced. So it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. also at like Ten Planet HQ, um, we don't really do this too much in Vegas, and I mm-hmm. kind of wish we did. Okay. But like like live uh, live goes from certain positions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really position, like positional sparring. Po- positional sparring and yeah. resetting and stuff. That's really helped me, especially like with. Um, because lockdown and dogfight are pretty major pieces of my game these days. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just being on sorry, yeah. just being on bottom is yeah. just like um, just being on bottom and just like repping, getting those reps, and mm-hmm. it really helps me like get instant feedback about what checkpoints am I missing and stuff like that. If I'm getting smashed every single time, like what am I like which battle am I losing? The micro battles and really identifying those. And if I can't. I'll ask the instructor or coach usually what what micro battle am I losing? Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I, th- I think those micro battles and those like positional spar. I think that's very important because that's just how you build knowledge. Like from there, especially if it's a position or, I guess, a technique that you're not that you haven't quite gotten as much reps in. Yeah. Then the key thing to getting it is getting more reps in that in that specific like situation. Yeah, like realistically, <laughs> like if you play truck, dude, how often are you in truck? Like, it's what's not- the chance? Yeah, they're like, all right, I'm gonna end up right here right now dude yeah. it, it's hard to enter yeah. like it's hard to end up in truck just but, let me have yeah but when i'm there like once yeah. i get baseball with that i'm like oh yes i can feel it right like yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know i think that's like kind of the bridge because when i was a like brand new white belt it was really hard because i'd be like okay i learned like this crab ride thing that we mm-hmm. do in like temp planet warm-ups mm-hmm. but how do i actually enter that position yeah how would you implement that? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really hard. But like when you do positional sparring, it's like, okay, it's a gateway. And then when you actually enter that position, you find your first entry into that position, you're like, oh, and then it just clicks from there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. At least for me. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's, yeah, because it's an in-between yeah. the, you know, the the drilling aspect to that. So, because it's not quite drilling because you're trying to do something specific. Yeah. And it's not quite live because there's not that many options. You pretty much whittled down your options like to a small way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a micro sparring kind of situation. And that's how you build those like repetitions. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, um, 
Do you play a lot of leg locks and stuff? I try to. You do? Yeah. I don't know because you're always yeah. mounting me <laughs> like during class. <laughs> like I'm just like, damn, I'm like bottom like <laughs> bottom mount. Yeah. You got full mount, yeah. right? But I try to try to do it more often. Well, especially mm-hmm. just because you know there's such a leg lock. Like mm-hmm. like you mentioned, there is a leg lock dynamic now in terms yeah. of competition. So you have to be you have to be aware of that. But um, yeah, I try to. I guess like in terms of what, yeah, I, tr- I try to figure out like how to. Uh, if I was like, if I was picking a position, it's like if it's something I'm trying to work on, then I'll yeah. try to try to put myself in that position. Yeah, but I think like leg locks, yeah. leg locks, like because when I was a white belt, mm-hmm. I, I remember the like um, uh, Scott Ross, right? Mm-hmm. He threw me in like. A, ankle lock and it was just positional thing and i was like freaking out and stuff mm-hmm. and you don't really know your limitations at that point when you're like doing leg locks right mm-hmm. and so like but it wasn't until i started doing more positional um sparring actually mm-hmm. where i felt a lot more comfortable and feel like oh my acl is gonna pop or whatever you know what i mean got it yeah you know? because it's no, no longer like a new like position you're like okay well i've been here before and i kind of understand like where, where it's going yeah yeah i'm kind of curious like for yourself like have you used like uh, positional sparring specifically for your training and whatnot. Yeah, I have. There was, um, yeah, because there, there, there was a point when this is back when I was living in Seattle, where you know all, all the gyms like were shut down, and then I just got like mats in, in my garage, and then I would just, uh, yeah, I would just get like a couple buddies over, and we would, yeah, just try and, uh, yeah, because in terms of skill, I was just saying like, well, how how I'm gonna maximize like the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could just go op- whole full open bat and just open open grapple, but we could also just like pick positions that we're trying to get better at, and, like maybe uh yeah, trying to trying to pass guard, trying yeah. to like, hold, hold mount, trying to get out of mount, yeah, trying to like yeah get various positions, and then that's still like good work, and then transfer to like you know full sparring, or mm. full full grappling from there. So I, I feel like I've done I've done a lot of, a, a lot of that in yeah. the past like year or two. Yeah. So I think that really helped just in terms of, for me like understanding uh, understanding grappling and just how to. I guess how to improve upon it, like mm, that. Mm, yeah, mm, mm, mm. because it's once again it's not going from because for I think to get like a, a good look at something you need you need that kind of resistance. It's kind of like you can't um, you can't get like a real look if it's if, if there's just no if it's you know just zero percent just no just nobody acting. It's kind of, it would be like trying to shake someone's hand just like lumpy like well that's yeah. not how a person would, would would react so i think it's that live repetition that also really helped in terms of yeah stuff. there's like there's no real substitute for that like live resistance right mm-hmm. and i think positional sparring is a good entryway but then dude killing the white belts dude like dude that's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no better feeling <laughs> than hitting that move like when you just learn something in class yeah. and i find myself like been a blue belt for like about two years now Mm -hmm. but i find myself like being able to hit the live moves like after just watching these days and it's pretty crazy like Mm -hmm. i'm finding that i'm learning a lot quicker these days too yeah Yeah, it's like it's like your way of interpreting um like it's body movement because you can just see it and then like all right i've seen those movements and Mm -hmm. i can just tell my body to do it yeah i think i think yeah because i think um, rico chase was talking about that the other day who was it i think it was like story with like the the ballerina that that oh yeah just saw it saw it like day one and then just knew just because he had an intense knowledge of knowing how to move his body in space yeah yeah. i think that's the beauty of like 10 planet too right because i i go to open mats around the area too like mm-hmm. one of my friends he has a gym and stuff he, he runs an open mat like every sunday okay but um i go there and stuff and 
um we worked some Ten Planet stuff, but he's like all confused. He's like, dude, there's so many technical aspects, but I'm like, it's just like simple, like simple for me at this point, right? Because I've seen it, I've seen most of uh, most of those like positions and stuff like that too. But um, it, I really, I'm very grateful that Ten Planet is like just so open with techniques mm. and um, all the intricacies. There's so many micro details, like when Jordan, right? Yeah. Dude, he knows all these things. I'm like, what the heck? How do you like? <laughs> how do you? How do you know all this, dude? But I, I have a high appreciation for like Temp Planet, you know, mm-hmm. and the open concept like model. You know? Yeah, if you ask Jordan, he'll tell you YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And that's when I was talking with him the other day, Jordan Worth, previous guest. Mm-hmm. But um, he goes like, yeah, I have so much. Or, well, he's just talking about how he forgets, like, everyday things. But yeah. when it, if you ask him, like, a grappling question, he has, oh, I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like his mind is just full, just full of, yeah, jujitsu. Ju- if you ask him, like, oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that selective knowledge. Yeah. But honestly, like, yeah. okay, so I go on YouTube. I watch, mm-hmm. like, grappling videos, too. But I don't see the same, <laughs> like, I don't see the same stuff. Like, yeah. his stuff yeah. is always, like, super unique. Or there's mm-hmm. some weird, like, entry or some yeah. weird finish or yeah. some, yeah. It's just really, really interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm not quite sure. I mean, he's tried to explain, like, on, on this show before how his, like, mind works. But it's still, like, it's a very it's very unique in the, the way he's approaching. Probably some mushrooms. <laughs> Rooms, ayahuasca, <laughs> yeah, DMT, yeah. elk meat. No. <laughs> I think yeah, the last. <laughs> I think yeah, it, it may be a, it may be aided by by shrooms or some other. <laughs> perhaps, yeah. So perhaps, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but hey, I mean, creativity. I mean, it comes in comes in different forms. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I guess are there any uh, other avenues like in life that you feel like? Are helped by your, I guess, by your martial arts practice. Yeah, a lot. Um, one will not feeling like a bitch. Do you? <laughs> like, what? Useful. Yes. So, so one of the things that's really interesting is that um, um, I'm really into neuroscience, right? Okay. And it's my philosophy for sales, jujitsu, a lot of these things too. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that the human mind cannot tell the difference between the th- an emotional threat or a physical threat too huh, interesting so, so this, the response is the same yeah okay. so what happens is like um for example this is like i was explaining this to actually my jujitsu uh my jujitsu coach at 10 planet hq like okay. he's a black belt uh okay. patrick donabedian and whatnot okay um i'm teaching him high ticket sales oh, nice, <laughs> ironically nice. okay and so i use a lot hey, of, it's a teaching yeah. for teaching yeah, yeah it's kind of cool like yeah. there's a lot of similarities but mm-hmm. So what happens, right? Like, let's say Coach Casey, yeah. he passes your guard, he mounts you, right? Mm-hmm. At that moment, as he's squeezing the fuck out of you, <laughs> yeah. you start feeling the threat. You start feeling like you're in survival mode, and mm-hmm. your amygdala, like, kicks up. And the amygdala is the area where that's the fear center, right? Okay. And that's where you get the stress cascade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, where I'm going with this is, like, uh, in those moments, right, I, like... If you ever read the book um, Flow, uh, Breathe by Hicks and Gracie. Breathe by Hicks and Gracie. I have not. Oh, yeah. It's actually relatively new. So okay. it only came out a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, but <clears throat> he talks about like when you're in those positions, mm-hmm. you need to slow down, breathe. And what happens when you breathe is it, it relaxes you. But more importantly, it turns on something called the prefrontal cortex, which is oh. responsible for critical thinking, 
um, creativity and um, and uh, empathy and all these other things, huh, right? Okay. So it's like your higher level of thinking, right? Got and it. that's when you can see like, okay, you're not so pigeonholed, right, about like your escapes. You can actually think outside the box, right? <laughs> Where I'm going with this is like, okay, that's a jujitsu aspect, right? Like, so, okay, maybe I can find a, some sort of unorthodox escape. Maybe I can really take a look at the bigger picture and see like what my available options are there. But when it comes into like my business life too, especially mm-hmm. like with sales, sometimes yeah. like people will attack you. People yeah. like sometimes you feel that um, that amygdala hijack. That's what I call it. Amygdala hijack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where like like someone asks you a question, you're just totally stumped, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I usually try to do is control my breathing, and it helps turn on my prefrontal cortex. It's the same type mm-hmm. of very similar type of stress and stuff like that too yeah 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 so especially in sales uh dating Mm -hmm. um any sort of like high stress like activity like this is where jujitsu really helps me kind of like regulate my breathing and the activation of my prefrontal cortex too interesting yeah yeah i mean being in a in the sales field as well i definitely understand that just in terms of yeah you can get into you can get in stressful situations and yeah, being able to breathe and think are, yeah. are very critical, like critical responses. Either. Yeah, and I was also explaining this to my, um, to my, uh, uh, my, my uh, black belt coach too, because yeah. I'm teaching sales. Mm-hmm. Um, in jujitsu, it's kind of like the battle is like getting the other person in survival mode, mm-hmm. and you staying in your executive uh, state or mm-hmm. executive function because. Yeah. Like, think about it. Coach Casey, like, when he's mounting me, yeah. right, he has his head and arm choke. He has all these different options, and he can stay open to that. He's not in a stressed position, right? Mm-hmm. His goal is to make me, like, in survival mode where it limits my options. I, I have to tap eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Sale, sell, selling, business development, all that sort of stuff, right? It requires, it's not like a survival state battle anymore. You're trying to get both parties into executive state. Mm-hmm getting both people to think uh to empathize with each other yeah to critically think versus react right reaction is a survival state mm-hmm. so um that's like and you can do that with like in sales for example mm-hmm. like i'm sure you know the power of asking the right questions yeah. if you ask it why why did you do that that's a very accusatory yeah. question right? it's, like, it's like an attacking question yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it'll yeah. get them in survival but mm-hmm. if you ask them more like if you ask a what question like what made you do that that's a little more less accusatory the best questions though for executive state are how questions how questions yeah so how did you come to that can you please walk me through how did you come to to that conclusion right Mm -hmm. like or how did you how did you um how did you uh how did you do that or something like that how questions are usually the highest level of um prefrontal cortex uh activation Huh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess in terms of, in terms of that transition, so how did you get into sales from being into, you know, you were a pharmacist before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, believe it or not, like I was a pharmacist for many, many years mm-hmm. and it was just really, really burning me out. <laughs> um, you talk about survival state every single day. I 
felt like burnout. I felt the adrenal dump every single day, and I felt like I had no energy, and mm-hmm. it was just making me miserable. I've always actually, I never wanted to do sales. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that was actually yeah. the number one thing I hated. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of, kind of, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like grappling, honestly, because okay. like grappling, I never wanted to do, but I just it fell just, in love just, with it. Yeah, just just happened to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just came to that conclusion just now, but. Okay. Um, I was. I want to be a copywriter. I want mm-hmm. to do marketing, but mm-hmm. I was so scared to sell my services. Like mm-hmm. I think I did a seven seven email like campaign for one of my friends. Yeah. For like a hundred bucks. That is. Oh wow. That's yeah. nothing. In terms of yeah, well, the, in terms of copywriting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they made like a crap ton of money off that oh. one campaign, like okay. over a hundred G's. I'm like, man, I am undercharging my services. Mm-hmm. But um, it didn't really hit me until, like, my father passed away. Mm -hmm. And then I saw kind of the regret in his eyes. And he was just like, man. Uh, I I was just like, man, I don't want to live a life where I have so much regret. Mm -hmm. And so then I dropped pharmacy. I dropped everything. And I was like, I don't know what's going to come my way. But I'm just going to whatever comes my way. So I took, like, one of those, like, guru courses, Mm -hmm. like, on sales. Okay. Um, I actually landed a pretty big client. And I almost lost my, lost that client <laughs> because I couldn't fulfill. Yeah, yeah. And that was the start. It's kind of like the white belt journey mm-hmm. all over again. The, I had the sink or swim thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to kind of learn. So I read almost every single sales book on the market. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning a lot of stuff from different people. Um, and I kind of found my own style, too. Like, I'm not very, like, I hate assumptive closes. I hate high-pressure sales tactics. I don't use any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was able to stick at the top, like, top five as a newbie, mm-hmm. too, which was pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, like, that. that's, like, if I were to rank my sales ability, I'd probably be, like, late blue belt, purple belt, I okay. would say. Okay. I'm not black belt, dude. <laughs> Got it. So yeah. still developing, kind of how you're grappling, still developing all this one. Yeah. yeah. That's like, I could probably tap, like, I, I can perform, outperform black belt and stuff, but I don't feel like I have the experience to be, like, considered a black belt, you know what I mean? Got it. So, yeah. But I'm proficient enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. yeah. So, but yeah, both grappling and sales just happen. To, like, <laughs> I just happen to be at the same like <laughs> relatively at the same level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and also two things that just happen to do is like, oh yeah, I need to do this tournament. Guess I'll guess I'll go grapple. Then, but yeah. also with sales, like yeah. there's so many nuances like mm-hmm. with technique and tonality and all these soft skills, which I really really appreciate a lot, and it's yeah. helped me a lot like with YouTube uh, mm-hmm. content creation, like all these aspects con- uh, storytelling. Um, it just really utilizes those three things I was ta- talking about, like edu- uh, being an educator, mm-hmm. um, being a connector. Like, I'm, dude, if there's one superhero power I have, <laughs> it's connecting people, connecting dude. People. It's okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, obviously, the creativity part, which is very, very important to me. Like, growing up Asian, we never have creativity. What the fuck is <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Parents like, creativity? Yeah, they're yeah. like, what the fuck? We made you know? this home for you to go yeah. to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now go, go out there and create A's. Go create a. Go go, go get create your doctorate. <laughs> go create a doctorate degree for yourself in real career, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, oh mm. man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. That that just reminds me of. Um, mm. Do you know the comedian Ronnie Chang? Uh, was is, is that? Yeah, I think I've heard yeah, of him yeah. before. But yes. he has. But yeah, he, he he has a joke about doctors, and pretty much one of the the big notion is. Asian parents always want their kids to become doctors, but then they are the last people that would visit a doctor. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just reminded me of that. But yeah, no, that... That, that's such a yeah it is a very age like yeah go out there create a's get, yeah, it's so funny 
but um, yeah, okay. I'm kind of curious from your end. Yeah. Um, you're in sales, like yeah. I guess, like what are some of the similarities that you see within sales and jujitsu from your end? Oh yeah, from my end. So I mean, big thing for me, I just happened to get into sales as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got into it fairly. Yeah, fairly new. So in twenty, so about two. I've only been doing about two years. Okay. And the big reason that I got into it was, uh, I was working. I was working at a restaurant, and mm. then of course everything like shut down. shut down. And then one of my um, one one guy that I trained with, he uh, he's a manager at a car dealership. Oh. He was like, hey, how about like how about you sell cars? I'm like, I've never done anything in sales, but yeah. okay, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. And then I did it. Now, you know, I'm still yeah, I'm still in in sales in terms of that, but I definitely agree in terms of um, yeah, it was much more of a skill set than mm. I thought, or I guess like much broader skill set than than I thought it would it would be. Yeah. Because like to me, I thought it was pretty simple. It's like okay, people want stuff and people get stuff, right? Like, what do you what 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 do you say? But then each like um, interaction. Yeah, each interaction is like is very unique, and there's no like real. I mean, there's like yeah, there's like principles, guidelines, but mm-hmm. there's like no um, yeah, no one, no one customer, no one like uh, I guess no no one person is gonna act exactly the same, and they yes. all have different situations. Yes, and it's very like it's very situational based like depending on who you're who you're working with yes and I yes. think that's the same thing just in terms of like rap. it's like everybody everyone comes in like with like a unique set of skills and attributes and yeah. then you're gonna grapple them a different way just because of that yeah. same way like everybody comes in with different stories different backgrounds different needs for why they you know need the thing and you need to interact with them in a different way accordingly that so. is true like that's the one common theme that I see like um not being so assumptive with everything even mm-hmm. with your grappling type of thing like not everybody's gonna like sit down on their butt some yeah. people are gonna wrestle with you and stuff so, like that yeah, too yeah, exactly. but that concept by uh, Chris Voss have you ever read Never Split the Difference? Yeah Never Split the Difference Tactical yes. Empathy yeah. right yeah. like that's the major takeaway and then Chris Voss is really good at breaking down the tactics of how to do tactical empathy but it's very similar when you're grappling too yes. right like um, yeah when I go against a 10 planet <laughs> pressure passer <laughs> yeah. I'm probably my wrestling is not that good i'm probably gonna be on bottom like like i have to adapt to that situation and stuff too um but there's like certain white belts like that are newer that i'll work on my like try to work on my like uchimatas and like russian ties and stuff like that with but yeah you know i think that's a great point like the tactical empathy because in mm-hmm. anything it's um I, f- I forget maybe it may be like a sun tzu but it's like one of those ancient philosophers about war that's like the best way to defeat an enemy is have them defeat themselves in that mm. kind of way and i think that's kind of if you think about like the best um you know the most pretty much the the way that you're going to you know if you if you beat someone to, to beat them fully you, yeah. ha- you have them aid they they aid you in their in their defeat yeah like, or in that's that's the kind of way i think about grappling it's like it's not just oh it's not just me against me against you it's like no yeah. actually we're working together mm. for you to fall so it's like yeah, yeah it's like a team no, effort no it's yeah. really interesting too like i'm thinking about back in my hq days right mm-hmm. and there's some people that i just like started we started around the same time so we we're like mm-hmm. relatively equal skill level but it'd be really really interesting because when you train with the same partners you know their go-to moves mm-hmm. over and over again like oh that guy's really good at lockdown blah 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 and like for example this guy would throw me in lockdown but then i learned oh like maybe i do skeleton key or something like that and it shuts down the lockdown maybe they kill me with lockdown over and over again mm-hmm. i pick up this one thing 
because I know they're going to do it, I, I took the time to empath- like kind of put myself in their shoes for a second. Yeah. I shut them down. And uh, <laughs> you should, like, seeing their face be like, fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. it's really, really, really interesting seeing that. And it's almost like, um, yeah, and that's what I love about jujitsu because, like, it's like that, especially if you're training with people equal level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's that constant leveling up mm-hmm. that whole process, too, which I really, really enjoy a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's a yeah, it's a physical conversation, like that, or a physical debate, I guess, in that kind of way, in terms of, in terms of ideas, just in terms of what you think is gonna work. Um, yeah. Do you follow Roy, Roy Dean at all? Roy Dean. No, he was like one of the early YouTubers for okay. jujitsu. Okay. But he had one of the best analogies, like when you're learning jujitsu, it's like learning how to speak. Like okay. you learn like you learn like basic words, right? So you mm-hmm. learn armbar or triangle, right? Mm-hmm. But then you learn how to structure sentences as like a blue belt right so you can say uh sentences as a purple belt maybe you'll have full-on conversations go back and forth and then really at black belt you're very nuanced in the language you can do a lot more and stuff like that have deeper conversations and all that too right Mm -hmm. i think that was the best analogy in terms of like that kind of aspect as well right Uh, yeah yeah the back and forth in terms of deepening i guess the the knowledge and then application of it yeah exactly Yeah, 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 yeah 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 Okay, yeah, I think yeah that that is a very um, yeah because it well just just like anything like if you look further into it there's a lot there's a lot more aspects like into yeah because if you just yeah because if you just saw grappling without understanding it you're like oh well I, I don't I don't know how to do that I think I came in the same way just in terms of sales I'm like well I don't know how, how I'm gonna do that but I guess I gotta figure it out yeah but um, yeah it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting just the, I guess, just the learning process, especially for, um, quote-unquote, like, stressful situations mm. like, like that. Yeah. yeah, and what's really interesting, too, is, like, I think another, and please tell me if you agree with this, but, mm-hmm. like, especially in sales and jiu-jitsu, one of the commonalities that I see is, like, keeping an open mind, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes. um Remember the old, the typical '90s jujitsu people? They're like very dogmatic. Yeah, yeah. Position, like you only <laughs> train position. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like they they only train. You're only allowed to train at one school, one yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, like we see the same thing in sales too. Like mm-hmm. it's very dogmatic. They're like mm-hmm. the hardcore closer. I need to close yeah. this way, right? Like uh, yeah. do this, uh, do like close or close or closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like things like that, but was really interesting uh, it happened with 10 planet too but mm-hmm. more recently remember that explosion with the leg locks and stuff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with danaher and yeah. it's like why would you ignore like 50 percent of the <laughs> body <laughs> right like ah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like keeping open to those like ideas which really changes the game every single time and i think like even for sales like i think we're seeing another revolution of like low pressure no pressures mm-hmm. no no pressure sales and stuff like that too um, which is really, really interesting. Like, I follow a lot of, actually, believe it or not, I follow a lot of non-like oh. sales people too, like okay. relationship people. Like, uh, are you familiar with attachment styles at all? Like, attachment, attachments. Type? No, I'm not. Avoidant, familiar. anxious okay. types, and stuff like that. Because people have different like relationship like style mm-hmm. or I guess attachment. Yeah, styles yeah. Like. So like attachment styles, like some people are super like when they're anxious, they're super clingy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Avoidant, they're just like very non-committal and mm-hmm. like 
they run away and stuff like that mm -hmm. so there's different situations there's different ways to handle each type as well but i'm learning a lot through that through okay. therapy like that sort of realm i'm learning a lot from uh, chris doe actually chris doe no. yeah he's um known for uh he's the owner of the future he has about two million subscribers on youtube but he uh he's actually a designer okay right? But he, for some reason, he built up this res a reputation for sales and closing huh, deals. Interesting. Okay. Super interesting. Yeah. And then um, also, like, I've been learning a lot from, um, there's this author called, or this is book called The Go-Giver, of Bob Berg. Have you ever heard of him? No, I've not heard of that either. Yeah. It's about the high level is, like, you basically can run a successful business by giving and not being a dick, right? <laughs> that's a whole, that's the goal yeah. giving. Novel idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been learning a lot of things from them and stuff too. And I think that's like, is really, really interesting. And that's how like, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but um, the initial like 10 planet leg lock system, right? Like the very 411 on all that. Dude, we got it from like a freaking DVD from a Sambo DVD. A Sambo DVD? No, I yeah, had, yeah, had no yeah. idea. Yeah, okay. I was told that at like 10 Planet. <laughs> that's that was the basis. 11, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a yeah. Russian Sambo DVD. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But that's okay. like where, like, that's when I guess, and this is a rumor, I don't know mm -hmm. if it's true, mm -hmm. but like. Look into it. Yeah, <laughs> look into it, man. Library.com. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, I think that's how, like, the leg lock started coming in in the 10 planet system with the vaporizer and like the um what's that called game over and okay. stuff like that you know like that <laughs> that leg lock system huh, you know? interesting yeah. okay but the, so with these i guess like so what, what what are the sales takeaways that you've gotten like from i guess the relationship mm. or the other i guess like not really sales people but like people that you've been following yeah. yeah it i think the biggest takeaway is um maybe like not everything is valid like tactically right mm -hmm. you the way that you communicate with your lover is probably not how you communicate with your prospects sometimes yeah, right yeah. but it forces you to think a little bit differently and i start thinking like how can i apply th and that, that's how i know my my uh my executive state is actually kicking in mm -hmm. where i ask a question like how can i apply this to sales for example mm, okay right like these are the tools that are used in this arena. How do I apply that here? Kind of like um, the wrestling, uh, jujitsu mm -hmm. relationship, or even sambo, like early sambo, like with leg locks and stuff like that too. Got it. Right, and then you start yeah, like seeing how do they fit together? It's like this is, I mean, a separate thing, but mm -hmm. can it can it work in a different kind of environment? Okay. Yeah, kind of yeah. like um, early template, like. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like at the Jean Jacques, like when Eddie was training at Jean Jacques, and mm -hmm. he was like. Well, what happens if I take off the gi? <laughs> like, you, oh no, yeah. revolution! It's so crazy how yeah, that yeah. was like so revolution. It's like such a big yeah. deal back in the day. Oh yeah, right? but but nineties jujitsu people were like, wow, no, no, no blasphemy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Elio, we trust. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But it's like the same concept, right? It's like being able to think, like, okay, like what are some arenas where people are doing this a little bit differently with a mm -hmm. different set of rules and is this applicable to to my realm right to the game that i'm playing and that's where i think like it's very common in business like it's called um i'm reading this book right now called blue ocean strategy where you look at like different industries and you look at your current competition and you look at ways to enter the market a little bit differently oh god yeah it's very common in business i'm seeing it in jujitsu and mm -hmm. 
um, I'm seeing it with my students too that I coach, okay. like in in high inbound sales and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in teaching them, like from like sales skills. Yeah. Dude, teaching is one of the best things for my jujitsu and sales too. Mm-hmm. Like I've yeah. learned so much just by teaching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I, I don't think people want to really learn from Ruben, but <laughs> you know, like. But but no, but it, it helps. It helps you learn because you have to. I feel like to teach you need to actually understand the material and then yeah. doing so you're pretty much re relearning it because you have to teach someone else. Not only that, yeah. you get validation too. Like oh. be, like when you're teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, so I was training at that open mat, right? And I was mm-hmm. teaching them some 10 planet stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how happy I was when I saw someone hit like a truck <laughs> and then yeah. into the freaking <laughs> into a freaking uh, twister, man? Like I saw him do a Swedish. I was like, oh man, that's yeah. like, I love that. But being able to see that replicated mm-hmm. is like proof of concept. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. if I can duplicate this in, in someone else, then I must be do I could possibly be doing something right. And there's certain che- things that certain checkpoints I do have, right? Mm-hmm. How can I expand on that? And it's like really fulfilling too, being able to see that in action through your students is really rewarding. Got it. Yeah. That, that sense of validation is like, Oh yeah. It, it works and it works in like in this context right? yeah it's kind of like another level of growth it's like yeah it's cool that i'm hitting mounted triangles <laughs> yeah. on white belts right yeah yeah but if i'm if i can teach another white belt to like that's like another yeah another level yeah yeah it's like really crazy you know like and now i know why people love teaching so much because mm-hmm. it's like it's exponential growth because that person could be teaching someone else and mm-hmm. you can start there's like a whole cascade that it starts mm-hmm. right like a, like a ripple effect I guess yes okay. yeah yeah that's what i really love you know like either through my youtube through sales coaching or jujitsu like i just really just love like continuous growth i'm just so fascinated have you ever heard of the japanese concept of um kaizen oh kaizen yes yes yeah 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 i'm like fascinated with that okay yeah yeah you know finding yeah pretty much so to someone that doesn't know Kaizen, how how would you define it? Or, uh, yeah. Simply like I'm not Japanese, by the yeah, way. Just yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah, Asian yeah. doesn't mean I'm Jap- Japanese. Yeah, right? me, neither <laughs> Asian on this podcast is Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, old Asian principle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Like it's so funny. Like I, I bring up like terminology like yeah. ikigai and yeah. kaizen. They're like, oh, you're Asian. You must know. I'm like, dude, ah. that's that that's a long type of Asian dog. I know, I know you're right on a fortune cookie. He's like, haha, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, kaizen is like is just continuous improvement. Continuous improvement. Yeah, okay. that's why like um, when you ever watch like Jiro Dreams of Sushi or anything, have you ever seen that? Yes, I have seen that. Yes. Like the Japanese people are so fascinated about the smallest levels of growth. It is really crazy to yeah. see how fascinated they are with yes, that. And then skill, and then efficiency. Actually, that just reminds me of uh, another another thing. They were talking about the Tokyo. Uh, subway system and mm-hmm. how and how they discovered that is there's this um, I forget it's it's a kind of it's this, it's a kind of fungi but the way that it grows so it grows in essentially the fast the fastest route possible oh so what, what they did is they they form the pretty much different networks yeah, yeah. Exactly, of fungi yeah. that would pre, that would be the Tokyo subway system oh that's so and then, crazy and, and then they they just observed how it grew and how it's pretty much uh yeah it, it pretty much yeah they modeled yeah, the, yeah, mo- model mo- the modeled the yeah the train system that's so crazy because it's yeah because it was the most efficient <laughs> way of travel like yeah so i was like huh, it's not psilocybin is it yeah. not just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so you can do it man micro <laughs> 
but I just yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, of course, of course, that's the way that they would do it. Like, but I can't imagine like any any other like society that would have want the patience to do that. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting, right? And it's like I have that appreciation for like long term mastery too, mm-hmm. like. Um, I'm Chinese. We're like we're known for the complete opposite. Like, yeah. uh, like we're known for taking shortcuts, building shit really cheaply and like crappily. Yeah. But the Japanese, have, like, the Japanese have taken like kind of another approach, like where it's like long term mastery, and um, it's just really, really interesting. And seeing how that philosophy of like judo and stuff have kind of like, um, I guess, expanded into other areas like jujitsu and stuff like that too. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and into yeah into subway systems. Who knew? Yeah. But um, yeah, that's yeah the, the, that that was really interesting to me. Just like how how they decided like to do that. Mm. But I guess in, so in terms of like your current projects, so you're involved. Yeah, you mentioned you're yeah creating and been part of several businesses. Like, mm-hmm. how are um, do you have any like projects you're currently working on that you're that you're looking forward to? Or yeah, like um. I'm actually in the middle of like so funny that we're talking about Ikigai, but yeah. I started doing um uh book re- like cinematic book reviews. Cinematic book reviews. Yeah, okay. uh video essays on uh book reviews like okay. broken down into like I try to shoot for 8 minutes. Okay. But um I'm trying to do that right now because I'm so fascinated with learning and mm-hmm. I was just looking at the market right now. I'm just like, man, there's like there's book reviews out there, but they're like hours long. Yeah, yeah. And they're very low quality too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, how can I enter this market? So I'm doing a series on that right now. Um, I've, I'm also really big on like blogging and stuff too, like mm-hmm. writing and all that. So I'm like on Twitter these days. Yeah. Um, in terms of like coaching and stuff, like I'm actually, I'm actually really excited to see my student, my. <laughs> the black belt right yeah yeah i'm excited for him to go into high ticket sales because i know if he can kill it in one <laughs> he fought yeah. gordon ryan by the way oh damn getting the ebi yeah. he lost yeah. but <laughs> yeah. but like being another stressful situation exactly <laughs> yeah. right yeah. super yeah. stressful yeah but he can breathe there he can breathe <laughs> yeah but like being able to see him kind of like um really like dominate one area like in jujitsu right and the way he that he thinks it's like micro battle yeah. yeah but he mm-hmm. like watching him he just picks up stuff so quickly it's mm-hmm. really amazing so i can't wait to see what he does i'm pretty sure he's going to surpass my ability pretty soon mm-hmm. um but watching him do that and just kill it in that arena and also like you know like there's a lot of broke jujitsu people yes like facts yeah, yeah there's a lot and it's just like man it kind of breaks my heart because they're so talented but what if there was another way like maybe through sales maybe through something else where they could actually make money and pursue what they love because yeah. it's very flexible right sales. for sure yeah being able to monetize their skill set because mm-hmm. like yeah like because your friend he had i mean this great skill set of you know grappling but you know just in yeah. terms of like but now he's using that to yeah to help himself make money in a different way it's but it's the, still using the same lessons there it's yeah. the same micro battles right like positional control versus like okay but the micro battle you're not you're you're fighting isn't really uh the micro battle that you're you're playing isn't a physical one anymore it's a mental one where mm-hmm. it's like okay balancing their executive state versus survival state and mm-hmm. stuff like that staying on that bubble and stuff like that and so, like, I, I, I definitely see a huge opportunity for uh, a lot of jujitsu practitioners to really dominate this area and all that, too, because there's so many tangential, like, skill sets that you can do, right? Um, pretty excited with that. And then um, 
Yeah, like, I, I mean, I do business development and all that, like, too. Like, I've been helping my friend's agency grow. I'm a partner there and mm-hmm. just taking on clients. But honestly, these days, I just do what the <laughs> fuck I want. Like, hell I, yeah. Hopefully, I, hopefully I get promoted a purple belt dog soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm okay. But just, but just do it. Do it. Do it. Just do the stuff you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Doing things that really enjoy me, like, that are, like, enjoyable to me. I think that's, like, that's the biggest difference from my pharmacist life, right? Got it. That yeah. I didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah, just being just looking forward to each day and being able to do the things that, Dude, that you want. Yeah. It's freaking amazing. I get to train <laughs> jujitsu every single day and yeah. like I get to do work on projects that I, that really fill my heart. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just so grateful every single day. Like that's the only way I can put it is like I'm able to make a living just doing what I love and um it's paying off too, you know. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And then I think that wraps them pretty well. So, but Kevin, if people want to find out more about you. I guess like how how can they reach you? Oh God! Uh, okay, so here we go. no, no. <laughs> so here's my plug. No, yeah. um, all my resources, everything from my high ticket sales training to my newsletter to my YouTube channel, everything um, that you need to know about me is on refugeehustle.com slash links landing page yeah. yeah yeah it's a straight landing page it has like everything there but um whether you're interested in high ticket sales personal development youtube all that sort of stuff um yeah like if you're interested in kaizen, kaizen yeah, dude yeah. you know what my friends call me like what do they, call you? They, call me the, they call me the kaizen king dude kaizen king. <laughs> kkk kevin yeah. kaizen king <laughs> People look at that. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know, you know, right? triple, triple K. Wait, triple K. Wait a second. Yeah, it's so funny though. Like yeah. my friends clown on me. They're like yeah. Kev- Kevin the Kaizen King. I'm like, God. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. That's that's been great. Good, good talking to you, Kevin. Thanks yeah. again. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for inviting me, bro. No problem. Bye, everybody. Bye. Alright, that was Kevin Yee. Thank you, Kevin, for your time. And thank you, listeners, making it all the way to the end of the show. So why don't you support us on Patreon? Patreon.com slash Pancration. You can buy some gear. You can... Let's see what else. Uh, just get me money. Alright. Oh, you can also go on to Hustlers University. Hustlers University. Use my link get you some online money but yes go out there hustle be great peace out